Welcome everyone to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight Presents True Hill Heat 51. We are back at True True Hill Studios. We are not, we are without the lovely, the beautiful, the always effervescent princess of the True Hills, Miss Chrissy Love. So that's why we got our old school banner back here in the back. I actually which, love the banner. Yeah, yeah, you know, the banner, banner, banner brings us back to our to our old school ways, but we'll have the new lo logo up on the future episodes of True Hill Heat, but the banner brings us back to those Bullet Club block parties and everything that we started with. But welcome, guys. We're going to be talking about on today's uh, podcast, we two of the Wednesday Night War. We're going to be talking about Chris Jericho's new AEW stable of course tonight's WWE oh, draft yeah right and here we are so right. of course we got to the left of right. me the resident uh, true heel alcoholic himself uh, top guy JJ and yeah. his uh, assortment of yeah. mix yeah. oh yeah. yeah yeah come on man like that that had to be definitely on cue man. You know, oh a little man, bit that, of bubbly absolutely oh, no, I, and, and we're gonna be previewing this Monday's I, I, I want a Henny for this episode but well, you know I, I wouldn't have made it through because I would have just been having shots. You would have been like drunk guy JJ. Yeah, it would have been worse. Uh, so this Monday's New Japan Pro Wrestling, King of Pro Wrestling, as well as next weekend's Impact Bound for Glory. I'm the True Hill Phenom SP3. Of course, we got top guy JJ getting the bar together here. So we start off every True Hill Heat with our True Hill Roll Call. But first, I want to shout out each and every one of our guests that came on on True Hill Heat 50. It was a tremendous episode, a lot of fun. We had the, the True Hill Goddess Mimi returned to the show. We had Glenn oh, Robert Ford. We got Janelle highlights. from HR from the Jobber Tears podcast. Brian from Weed and Wrestling. So we want to thank all you guys that showed up. Drunk Guy JJ as well. And of course, the living legend, uh, Larry Morgan. So all you guys that showed up, we appreciate you, you know, taking the time out, coming back to True Hill Heat, telling us your greatest memory from THH, and of course, bringing your wrestling opinion to this platform here. So the True Hills Roll Call is where we Shout out a bunch of you guys that use this platform, our True Hills group page, True Hill Heat page, or the Pro Wrestling Spotlight to say your what you feel about the pro wrestling world. So we're going to shout a couple of you out. Our top three conversation starters. Coming in at number three oh, is Steve Gerwick. Steve Gerwick. He has Gerwick.net. <laughs> he has a bunch of posts on our True Hills page. While top guy JJ's becomes I'm a, I'm a bigger having, alcoholic. I'm definitely having two of these. Coming in at number two. I got a shocker for you, top guy JJ. Coming in at number two, the number one seed himself, Negro Buck. Nick whoa, Jackson dropped down wait, from number wait, one. Yo, I'm telling you. After I'm a 10 episode you. streak, yo, he I'm drops down. You, I'm telling you, Sunday fuck people <laughs> up, yo. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yo, uh, this is... This is this, yo, Sunday is going to be our main event for this motherfucking show. I'll tell you that shit right now. Like, I'm just letting y'all, I'm pre-warning y'all right now. That will not be a three-minute spill about that. I'm telling y'all right now. We're going to get to that in our What We Missed section after we get through the top news. And coming in at number one is the true face of the True Hills group page. The man behind our Raw and SmackDown recaps and NXT recap as well. He's been doing that. The true face himself, Steve Salvage, coming in at number one. Steve Salvage, Nick Jackson, they got some True Hills t-shirts coming their way for being on the True Hill Trinity for 10 episodes straight. Uh, a couple of the True Hills we got a shout out. Israel Molina, Robert Taylor, 
uh, Stone King, uh, Devin Janelle uh, Young, Mark Small, a couple of these guys that we shouted out on the last episode. We got a shout out again. And of course, a plug for our basketball podcast, the Four Quarters Podcast featuring Big Baby Dre, uh, the sad Knicks fan, Chris G, and of course, BK Matt Miller. Let's hear from the spotlight and the True Hills before we get to our top news. All right. The Negro Buck says that Hell in a Cell has killed his brain cells. And it killed his number one spot. If there wasn't more room in here, there'd be a third one in here right now. <laughs> Henry Francisco Ortega says, I want to say thank you for this rundown and some expectations. Well, of course, man. We love it. If this is your first time watching, we love giving our opinion. Shout telling you yourself about out. News. So shout yourself first out. Time shout watches. Where first from. time watches, please. Like, yes. Like, I, I don't want to completely lose my fucking mojo on my fucking brain cells, but, you know. Dwayne Dickey says, can't wait to hear y'all thoughts on that, especially from JJ. <sighs> it's going to be Henry, interesting. these drinks are good, man. Yes, shout yeah. out to Henry. Henry, this drink is for you, sir. Salute. 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 Salute to you. So we got to get into some top news. Consider this your Friday Night Smackdown pre-show. So we're going to try to get in all the top news, preview all these shows before Friday Night Smackdown hits at 8 p.m. We've been doing longer progress, so consider this an abbreviated podcast. So WWE news, the first thing that we got to talk about is, of course, the WWE draft that kicks off tonight on Friday Night Smackdown. WWE has announced a bunch of things for it. Uh, Representatives from Fox and the USA Network will be announcing the picks for each draft. Since there is no authority figures, WWE is framing this as Fox versus USA with both networks picking superstars, which I myself, I prefer because authority figures have become way too stale. So I prefer prefer them making it a little bit legitimate by making it about the networks. Um, A pool of superstars will be drafted on SmackDown while the rest on Raw. And for every two picks for SmackDown, Raw will receive three picks due to being one hour more than SmackDown. So, the superstars that will be picked tonight on Friday Night SmackDown are as follows. Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. The Big Dog, Roman Reigns. The OC, United States Champion, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. JJ's favorite, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Uh, A man that has actually been seen backstage in Las Vegas at WWE SmackDown after being off for a few months, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Sasha Banks, Ricochet, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, the Viking Raiders, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Revival, which I haven't seen since they won the tag team titles. I don't know about y'all. I just... They've been missing. Uh, Natalia, The Street Profits, Lucha House Party, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Roberto Correo. I didn't even know he was on Raw back then. I thought he was 205 Live. But anyway. Akira Tozawa, Sin Cara, Eric, Eric Young, EC3, Chad Gable, Heath Slater, Drew McIntyre, The B-Team, and Tamina. What is this list? This is a list of the superstars that are eligible to be drafted tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. So basically, everybody that we've been watching on Raw is eligible for this list. Well, it's, it's, a, it's an assortment of Raw and SmackDown superstars. So who do you think is going to be the number one pick? Oh, God. Sorry for, for the delay. I mean, I'm just like, the, the, yo, I'm, I'm still in recovery from, from a few nights ago. Who do I think is going to be the number one pick? I mean, I, I do. I, I think the number one pick is... Kind of going on a little bit of a limb. I think it will be the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. 
And in a rarity on True Hill Heat, if you haven't seen us in the past, I agree with Top Guy JJ. A very rare thing that happens on True mm -hmm. Hill Heat. I believe that... That means we off to a bad start. <laughs> WWE basically... That means we off to a bad but, but last week on SmackDown, WWE but, legitimately Becky, hit us over the head with the fact that Becky Lynch is the face of WWE. And that the fact that she got the rug from The Rock last week. So the they made it clear as day that it's not Roman. It's not Ronda. Ronda has moved on, so it's not her. It is now Becky Lynch that is the face of the WWE. And on top of that, Becky Lynch is on the cover of WWE 2K20. The first woman to grace a cover of any women any woman to grace a cover of a wrestling game she's the first one ever to do so and she's literally kicking down all these doors she's literally i mean whether you love her you hate her you can't stand her you think she's stale she is tearing down a lot of doors right now like she she's breaking a lot of barriers right now and and she is might not be the greatest champion she's actually still trying to keep it relevant and she's actually still she's doing a decent job as the women's champion and she's actually doing a great job at keeping that main event level status for women relevant and i think she's doing really good despite the major losses of course especially of the uh of this this one's lord and savior you know but but i do think that she's holding it down i think she's holding it down like she's had some good rivalries with uh lacy with was it you know sasha banks that's been her. You know, only the, good the women's right was actually. I mean, she tried to bring up somebody new, which wasn't terrible. And she failed. She didn't fail. Fucking Lacey sucks. And Becky could have elevated her. I barely remember her last. Was it Lacey Evans? Becky should have elevated her. I would say Natalia did much better with Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, you could tell, is night and day from what she started in her first match with Natalia to what she Natalia's is. Natalia's in another rivalry? Huh? Natalia's in another rivalry? They first in the last woman standing match on, on Raw. You probably were asleep. No, I probably was in a fucking coma. Before I get to the Raw names and, of course, something about our Lord and Savior, let's hear from the spotlight in the True Hills. Dwayne with a quick question. Uh, what do y'all think about that tag team rule that made for the draft? Especially the part about being broken up if the networks ask. So I got I to gotta pull this up since Dwayne is axing because there's a couple of other notes that we got to get to uh, involving this this draft because it's a it's a lot of interesting things going on so this is like the draft rules it's more than 70 superstars including tag teams have been placed into this year's wwe draft pool 30 superstars will be eligible eligible to be drafted tonight on smackdown and 41 superstars will be eligible on monday night since friday night smackdown is two hours and monday night raw <laughs> is three hours for every two pick smackdown gets raw will get three tag teams will count as one pick unless fox or usa network specifically want to pick one superstar and any undrafted superstar will immediately be declared free agents and able to sign with the brand of their choice god damn i hate y'all yo i was so looking forward to this draft yo I'm so looking forward to this damn draft. You looking forward to it now? I was looking forward to this oh, draft. Oh, you was? What happened? What Until. changed? Until what? Can we resume? We'll get to it. On Monday Night Raw, these are the superstars that will be eligible for the draft. Universal Champion Seth Rollins, WWE Champion Brock Lesnar, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, Titus O'Neil, Intercontinental Champion Shinsei Nakamura, 
Alistair Black, The New Day, Daniel Bryan, Bailey, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, The Miz, Ali, King Corbin, Elias, Raw Tag Team Champions Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Bobby Roode, Samoa Joe, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions The Kabuki Warriors, Rusev, Cedric Alexander, Rey Mysterio, R-Truth and Carmella, AOP, Heavy Machinery, Apollo Crews, Andrade, Liv Morgan, Jinder Mahal, Buddy Murphy, Mojo Riley, No Way Jose, Dana Brooke, Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, The Iconics, Sarah Logan, Fire and Desire, and Drake Maverick. He's pouring more liquor. That must be good news. So the backstage report, uh, rumors say that Paul Paul Heyman wants both Aleister Black and The Fiend Bray Wyatt for Raw, while Fox wants Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair for SmackDown. Roman Reigns will face the WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins to open up tonight's Friday Night SmackDown with the winning brand receiving the number one pick in the draft. So if Seth wins, Raw gets the first pick. If Roman wins, SmackDown does. On Wednesday, NXT Live, Leo Rush defeated Drew, Drew Gulak to become the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. This was a really, really good eight-minute match. A uh, lot of great moves from Leo Rush. His offense has been ridiculous since he came back. Former UFC heavyweight champion Kane Velasquez, who made his debut last week on Friday Night SmackDown, has officially retired from the MMA and yeah. UFC and signed a long-term lucrative deal with the WWE, which has led to the Las Vegas press conference earlier today, which announced Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, will go one-on-one with Kane Velasquez, and Braun Strowman will go one-on-one with lineal heavyweight boxing champion Tyson Fury for WWE Crown Jewel, a.k.a. Sweet Saudi Money. Four, 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 four. Yes, the biggest event this side of the Middle East, Saudi Arabia. Yes, we get all the big matches. It's no longer WrestleMania. It is sweet Saudi money, the biggest event of the year. So, Are you ready? Um, so you know, the best thing I heard about that thing this whole week, right? It was a comment. I don't know where I read it from, but that shit had me crying. Somebody literally said Tyson Fury looked like melted ice cream. His body does. His body definitely does. It definitely, or it looks like like a like a ghost face when he when his stomach his stomach looks like a ghost. Yo, face. I I don't. Yo, I'm just so lost on what the fuck they're doing right now, man. I'm like. All of this is happening at Crown Jewel? Yeah. Like, Crown... <laughs> Sweet Saudi Money. Sweet Saudi Money 4. Now, is now getting, like, now legit matches that now the women still can't participate in. Nope. This is still gonna be a meaningless pay-per-view now with bigger matches. It's meaningful because the Saudis get to see it. For millions of dollars. Sweet Saudi money. So, only thing we're missing out of this clusterfuck is a Goldberg match. There you go. There you go. We're missing Goldberg. So, I, who's he coming back? Oh, he's going to have another rematch against Dolph? Hey, when we get to what we miss, we will talk about Goldberg. His, his seemingly Thank confirmed year-end award has been taken Thank away. God. And now has a competitor. Dynamite is now on Wednesdays. Thank. Hey, we'll get to the God. AEW news shortly. WWE Hall of Famer Edge visited uh, Pittsburgh for WWE business in the latest on his bid to be medically cleared for a return. 
Independent star Shotzi Blackheart rumored to have signed with WWE. Luke Harper claims WWE threatened to fine him for his Twitter uh, bio, which uh, basically uh, called out WWE letting NXT talent curse while Luke Harper is given the shit's end. Uh, Sasha Banks suffers a tailbone injury at WWE Hell in a Cell. It was uh, supposed to be a minor back injury, but now they're saying it's a tailbone injury, which may lead to her uh, missing out on a lot of time since she just came back. Footage, speaking of Goldberg, footage of Matt Riddle and Goldberg's backstage confrontation was released this week. And my God, you guys have to see it. It's the most awkward, hilarious thing you will ever see backstage at a WWE event. Next week's NXT will have Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijokovic uh, for, this is going to be the rubber match, their 1-1-1 one, one, and 1 draw. Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest, Tommaso Ciampa versus Angel Garza. Uh, injury report, Ember Moon is out for a year with a leg injury, uh, possibly. Uh, and finally, the last bit of news, CM Punk, in the latest on his uh, bid to be on the Fox backstage, uh, WWE backstage show, he has pulled all his merchandise from PWTs, and this has caused a big upward, and people feel that it's almost legit that he's going to Fox and working for the WWE guy. Oh, we still care? Apparently, some people do. Let's hear from the spotlight and the true hands oh, to see if I they mean, care. I mean, we still care. Let's hear. Okay. Know, maybe they do. Okay. Well, JMC <laughs> says, no, I don't have to see anything with Matt Riddle. Please, no thanks. <laughs> not your bro, bro. <laughs> not your bro, bro. Austin says, don't let this distract you from the fact that Lashley and Lana are making caramel babies. Hey, we learned here first, she loves the chocolate. Dwayne says, watch WWE have fake executives represent each network. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, I heard Alex Rodriguez and Michael Vick are going to be on the show. Two in picks. So. JMC also said, I miss Dana Brooke. I hate her being so buried. Aw, poor JMC. Aw, he's in his feelings this episode. Like, what's <laughs> up with you? You're, like, you're in your bag kind of early, man. <laughs> and he also wanted to know, uh, somebody explain to me what makes this draft like the NFL draft. Uh, because there, there's actual war rooms. We've had pictures of the Fox representatives in the war room looking at the stats for each superstar and determining who are they going to pick with the number one draft pick. And Chris Gutierrez with the comment of the night so far from earlier with Becky. She's tearing down doors like she tears off Seth's panties every night. <laughs> Absolutely. That is pretty accurate, I would Facts. say. That's definitely facts. AEW news. Damn, that really sucks about Ember Moon, though. Like, I mean, uh, that, damn. Like, she just came back from an injury. Like, she just came back from an injury. <laughs> to be out for another year, like, her career is almost essentially, like, going to fade out. That woman is falling apart. <laughs> she's essentially going to fade out. Like, it's not even a matter of being popular anymore. Like, she's just going to fade out to irrelevancy. She's gonna get that Ken, sucks. She's gonna get Kentud. She got she got injured off of her horrible mic skills. And and, and and I mean, the Sasha Banks injury is just basically fallout from from WWE's booking. That's just literally just fallout from it. Speaking of Jamie Tomek, with another comment, Sasha Banks. Uh, oops, wait, wait up. Sasha Banks injures, injures her tailbone. Even her injuries are butthurt. Wow. I mean, facts. 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 <laughs> I mean, facts. Facts. I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck happened this weekend, yo? Holy fuck balls, yo. A lot to get into. 
AEW News, AEW Dynamite Week 2 defeats NXT Live Week 2 once again. Dynamite drew 1.018 million viewers, down from 1.409 million uh, in Week 1. While NXT Live drew 790,000 viewers, down from last week's 891,000 viewers. AEW finished 8th in the 18-49 demo, while NXT finished 27th in the same demo. AEW announces that the total viewers for uh, all AEW Dynamite premiere first showing and replays totaled 7 million viewers and is the the largest uh, premiere for a, a new TNT show in the past five years. Uh, Chris Jericho reveals the, uh, reveals the name of his AEW stable with Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz, and it will be called the Inner Circle. It was an excellent promo that put over everyone in his team, put over the stable as a whole, him, his match with Cody, his match next week with Darby Allen. so much he accomplished in this promo, and then the t-shirt for the Inner Circle was released, and it caused servers to crash with PWTs. That's how popular these t-shirts were. Darby Allen defeats Jimmy Jake, uh, Jimmy Havoc to earn an AEW world title shot next week in Philadelphia versus Chris Jericho. And that's just been made official to be a Philadelphia street fight after Darby Allen uh, skateboarded down the ramp to attack Chris Jericho to end AEW Dynamite this week. Private Party pull off the upset of the year as they defeat the Young Bucks in the first round of the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament. That was a tremendous match. Damn sure it was. Wow. Dr. Britt Baker, MD, will challenge Rio for the AEW Women's Championship in Philadelphia next week. John Moxley says he believes WWE's congratulations to AEW last week was passive-aggressive. Me and JJ kind of said the same thing, telling Chrissy Love about that. Uh, AEW announces that they will be going to Garland, Texas on December 11th for a Dynamite taping. Actor and director Kevin Smith claims that WWE uninvited him from Friday Night Smackdown premiere after he appeared on AEW Dynamite. (laughs) And the last bit of news for Philadelphia, adding to a tremendous card that includes Rio versus Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship, Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho in a Philadelphia street fight for the AEW World Title, two uh, AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament matches, the uh, one of the big time main, main events named for this Philadelphia show, probably going to be the best show yet for AEW Dynamite, it's going to be Hangman Page and the cleaner, Kenny Omega, teaming up to verse Pac, Pac, and John Moxley in, wow. in Philadelphia next week. Wow. What a card for Dynamite in wow. Philadelphia this wow. coming week. Awesome shit, man. And you know what? I know, I know we don't have a big recap for, for, for Dynamite, but what makes Chris Jericho so awesome is his promos just be on the fly like that. The way he just shut that weed of people shit down, he shut that shit all the way down without Hager even saying a fucking word. Said we the people sucks. It was created by bad bookers. It's over. It's dead. It's over. It sucked. And yo, it was like holy fuck. Like this is this is the life that I was looking for. The, the loose cannon life of just saying shit that is just not a part of something that is off your palm or off your wrist. And it was just fucking, Chris, yo, Chris, damn, he's a fucking man, yo. 
That, that was, he is a fucking man. That was one of the best promos he's cut in quite some time. And it just, it kind of, like I said, it accomplished so many things between the Jericho promo and the post, uh, the post main event angle, which accomplished so many different things. It previewed the Cody and, and uh, Chris Jericho match. Uh, once again, tease the MJF heel turn, which may be the best ongoing story in AEW because yes. everyone knows it's gonna happen, but no one knows when it's gonna happen. Like that, that energy and the reaction when MJF came in with the chair and the inner circle was holding up Cody was ridiculous, and the yeah. pop that MJF got when he attacked the inner circle was tremendous. That kid is special. MJF is special, and, and, and you don't get that with a lot of talent. And he is going to be one of those guys, like, if he keeps that steam going, he is one of those rare people. And you see these people, like, you got, you had guys like The Rock, you had guys like John Cena. This guy's crowd control is on another fucking level. He literally has, and you don't see it yet. If you haven't watched AEW and you don't pay attention to this yet, that is... Man has crowd control like a superstar. It is something awesome to see, yo. That cat can be a face any week. He can be in heel any week. He can be a jerk any week. He could be a hero any week. It is whatever he decides, he gets it done, and the execution is fucking spot on. Flawless, flawless execution. He is special. Dynamite got over so many different people from Pirate Party in the opener, uh, Darby Allen with with the match and that skateboard spot. The skateboard spot made me pop ridiculously at the end of everything. That was great. But Private Party got made in one night by defeating the Young Bucks. Uh, Darby Allen looks like a star. MJF looks like a star. So many things got accomplished in that post uh, post main event angle. Jake Hagar versus uh, Hangman Page seemed to be previewed. LAX versus the Young Bucks. So they accomplished so much in that AEW Dynamite episode. But the numbers here is going to be lit. The numbers were a little bit uh, concerning because they were down almost about over 20% from uh, last week. And it seems like the numbers are going to be continuing to go down. I don't know when it will settle in, maybe after the MLB playoffs, but it's something to look at. But the numbers for NXT are a little bit more worrying than AEW. I think this is going to be a consistent number for AEW. I think they're going to be hovering around that, like, million to 900 range this is normal for wrestling fans now this is very normal as far as the viewership and what's going on like we knew they were going to blow the door open with the i thought i just had a feeling they were going to blow it open with over 1 million last last week with their premiere episode because everybody needed something fresh it already felt like in week two they had the obstacle of outdoing episode one it was already an obstacle already but i think they did it I think week and two was better than week one. I think, to your point, episode two was better than episode one. And just the, now, if what you just got is establishment booking for the future. You see the direction the company is going. You see the, 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 the rivalries that they have going. You see who's going to get the TV time. You see who they're going to give pushes to at the moment. To see if they adapt to the crowd. Like, the, to make Darby Allen, Darby Allen, a number one contender, just lets you know that this company is probably going to just start giving anybody the spotlight to see if they can shine with it. And if they continue to shine with it, they will be a great place when they create a mid card title. They're establishing this right now, which is so, so, so awesome for them. 
and I love the direction that they're going in. It was a really, really good episode from top to bottom. Also, NXT. NXT was a very, very good show. I'm not knocking NXT. NXT, NXT was really, really good as well. NXT was a good show, but I feel, and I said it to our producer before we went live, I feel like NXT is great. Probably my favorite one-hour wrestling show that they're stretching to make a pretty good two-hour show. They need to get a formula for this two-hour thing. But most of all, NXT was good. I have no complaints on NXT other than a couple of the squash matches and doing Aaliyah, an Aaliyah match followed by Forgotten Sons kind of threw me off from the whole entire broadcast. But I did come back for uh, Scott versus Strong, which was really strong in the middle of the show. But they need to get the fuck out of Full Sail. Get the fuck out of there because it we makes you look coming, small time. We knew this was coming. It makes you look we small time. We knew this time. was coming, but we knew this was coming that they, 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 they don't look like a highly produced show right now. And the fact that they're going to be there for the rest of the year, you know, mind you, they, they, they've been... They've been booked there. They they got they they got this production there. They up their their building a little bit. But we know NXT is so much better than this. We know that the brand is better than this. And full sale, whatever, y'all don't deserve this for the rest of the year. And they kinda blew their load. Y'all don't deserve it. Y'all really don't. They kinda blew their load last week and they're just catching up the next couple of weeks. Let's hear from the spotlight in the true hills. Negro Buck, when MJF eventually does turn on Cody, nuclear heat. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Chris. Uh, MJF will be the face of AEW along with Hangman in five years. What I, that's one thing I will get on AEW for. Where the hell is the Hangman Page fucking promo? And I've been waiting like I've been waiting since like he won the number one contender since Double or Nothing for Hangman Page to have a really quality promo so we can learn what his character is. And they've yet to do it on any of these major shows on the television. They've done it on the YouTube channel prior to the All Out match, but Hangman Page is losing a lot of steam for everybody paying attention right. and saying that Kenny Omega is coming down because of his old losing streak. He's not. He's still one of the top stars, and he's creating interest in this John Moxley feud. But Hangman Page has lost a lot of steam since AEW But do you started. think it's because Hangman Page is struggling to find that character to put it on screen? I feel like they haven't even gave him an opportunity to hit that character. But do we screen. know that and they just haven't, they just shut it down every time? We know, we know that because he hasn't been given the mic time. He hasn't even given an interview. Right, but, Not even one of those video packages yeah, right, for his pack yeah. match. The pack match deserved like a video package like the Sammy Guevara Cody Rose match and they weren't even given right. that. Yeah, I mean. So. Two things from JMC. Chris Jericho turned into a cocky son of a bitch. He's a douchebag, and I love it. And uh, he also asked if you catch NWA power. We're going to talk about that shortly, and though what we missed before JJ rants about Hell in a Cell, I'm going to tell you what I thought about NWA power. All right, New Japan news and Impact news before we wrap up top news. New Japan news, something I do want to ask you. According to Joe Lanza of Voices of Wrestling Podcast, leader of Suzuki Gun, Minoru Suzuki, the 51-year-old, is said to be unhappy with his position within New Japan and would have left already if not for the Jushin Thunder Liger storyline. Right. Speculation has it that Suzuki is going back to pro wrestling Noah if, uh, if and when he leaves New Japan. And it's saying that a lot of people are saying that he might be leaving after the Tokyo Dome shows. And not only that, not only is uh, Suzuki leaving, the New Japan Pro Wrestling president, Harold May, is actually uh, thinking about leaving as well after oh, wow. the, the two Tokyo Dome oh, shows wow. at Wrestle Kingdom as well. So what are your thoughts on that? If that happens, major, major, major blow to the 
to the to the future booking of New Japan. I mean, it, it's just that they've been so stable for so long, and then to get rocked like that, to potentially lose one of their 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 main stable talents potentially, and then to lose their one of their presidents. That, that's major. So that's something to follow up on. That's something I don't want to dive too much into, but that is going to be a major, major blow if this happens. And we're going to get more about that. I question well. about that. Do you think that's going to affect their expansion overseas? Yeah. he was the guy. He's the guy that that's guy. been really right. like spearheading their whole expansion. The, but he's also the guy that kind of, kind of shunned Kenny Omega and the rest of the elite. Because he kind of wanted to make it about like the New Japan stars and really didn't value Kenny Omega and the Elite, which led to the Elite leaving. So Harold May has gotten a lot of good reviews as well as bad reviews in his time as president. And, and I think that that's why I said once we need we need this to be finalized to really be able to give some like sound opinions about this because right now this is speculation. And if we dig into this, this this could be a long story. We're going to have more on this as the, as the weeks progress on True Hill Heat. Uh, the teams for the this year's Super Junior Tag League are as follows. Rapongi 3K, which won the last two years in 2017-2018. They're making their third appearance. Birds of Prey, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay, and Robbie Eagles will be making their debut. Rusuke Tuduchi and Rocky Romero will be making their debut as the veterans of the tournament. Valder Jr. and Titan from CMLL will be making their debut. Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo make their deb debut as IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. El Desperado and Kanamaro make their third appearance from Suzuki Gun. Tiger Mask and Yumura, one of the uh, Young Lions, will be making their third appearance. And TJP and Clark Connors make their debut as a tag team in this Junior Heavyweight Tournament. One of the uh, more notable absence from this is Dragon Lee. Apparently, that is due to him being uh, him being on the outs with CMLL. Mm -hmm. CMLL has basically sent out an edict to New Japan, as well as a bunch of Mexican promotions, that if they book Roosh or Dragon Lee, CMLL will pull off any talent on their shows. So they are really putting their foot down in their war against Rush and Dragon Lee. So what is your thoughts on like Dragon Lee missing out on this tournament? I'm going to get to Dragon Lee in a second. I just need to really respond to this person. He's responding vigorously Ooh. to the comments section. So since he's distracted, let's get to Impact News. Former AEW star Kylie Ray. Losing Dragon Lee in any wrestling promotion sucks. Like losing Dragon Lee for anything really, really sucks. He, 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 he is extremely talented. I just think he's underexposed. I just don't, he's, I don't think he's exposed to, to the potential that he has. But that's a lot of wrestlers, and we can dive into the underrated, overrated. We can have a whole episode on that. But And we probably will. There, 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 there's some shit we need to get into. So, Former Impact, uh, well, this is uh, Impact News right here. Former AEW star Kylie Ray will be appearing during Bound for Glory weekend on Saturday, October 19th at Impact All Glory versus Lainey Luck and Shanti Blackheart for the Zelo Pro Women's title. She is a promotion that she's frequent a lot, and it may not be her going to Impact, but a lot of people are speculating that she may be making that move to Impact after leaving AEW. Call Your Shot Gauntlet has announced for Impact Bound for Glory, where the winner gets a shot at any title of their choice at any time. And Impact Bound for Glory in Chicago next weekend is officially sold out. So congratulations to Impact Wrestling. Let's hear from the spotlight in the True Heels. Oh, nice. We get to nice. What we Impact do. sold out. That's what's up. Good for y'all, Impact. 
Negro Buck says, damn, so CLL is basically trying to blackball Rush and Dragon Kid League. Pretty much. Um, JJ already responded to this, but Jake Anderson Smith asked, do you guys think that they can somehow save the feed? We'll get, we got, we'll we got to get into that. We're going to get into that shortly. And responding to the NWA Power Show, Chris said, Power was dope. That old school studio feel gives it a different presentation. Now they just need to develop talent around their core. Albus, Storm, I mean, I mean, I mean honestly, I need, I need to get put onto this NWA Power. I don't really know much about it. So, I, need, I need to get put onto this. It sounds, one, the name of the show is fucking dope. Well, I'll be honest. It's dope. I I'll love be, the name of it. I'll be honest. From the opening video all the way to the end, I was all for this. So let's get into what we missed. NWA Power. I watched it this week. And my God, I was so impressed. Outside of AEW Dynamite, it might have been the best premiere show that I've seen from a wrestling company in quite some time. If I can have another. Uh, the biggest moments from the show. Honestly, the biggest thing that stood out was, of course, like Chris said, the feel of it. To having studio wrestling back felt like I was in a time machine back to a time way before my wrestling uh, childhood. My wrestling childhood consisted of WWF, and I didn't discover like TBS, the Superstation, until WCW Saturday Night. So it reminded me a little bit of WCW Saturday Night, but more of the Crockett era of uh, the 80s for NWA. But Nick Aldis cut a tremendous promo to start the start the show basically putting over the nwa world's heavyweight champion and putting over all the champions within the company and putting over his opponent for the night tim storm the fact that they made the tim storm nick aldis match the first main event for the show was very important and very crucial because tim storm was the champion for nwa when they made their resurgence with the 10 pounds for gold uh series online and aldis has taken it to another level with his feud with cody last uh, last year and now with his establishing as the nwa world champion on this new show his promo was fantastic eli drake just comes off like a complete star in his promo and his match which was pretty compelling hey bro there's chrissy Love what's up bro? <laughs> what's up i miss you oh my god there's a whole big void here oh my god listen if you are if you have like 10 minutes i'm telling you you're not gonna want to miss the next 10 minutes after we get through this shit absolutely uh, well, and then in the main event, it was Nick Aldis that defeated Tim Storm. As for the pre-match stipulation, Tim Storm will never get another shot at the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. That was a great match. Uh, definitely like a very simple, very old school type of match. But Nick Aldis just owned the star. He was the MVP of this episode. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Homicide confronted the NWA World Tag Team Champions in the wild cards after their match. And James Storm defeated Joe Fingus in a quick 11 second squash. But J uh, James Storm came off like a star. Eli Drake, Nick Aldis, uh, the wild cards pretty much impressed me because they have a really good look. Uh, Bram, uh, Tom Lattimore looked really good as well as Royce Isaacs. Eddie Kingston and Homicide are two of the best promos in the game, especially Eddie Kingston. He came off extremely well and James Storm as the national champion came off as well as well. Next week, we got Allison K. So I suggest you definitely try it out. Try out this first episode. The match of the night was, of course, Aldis versus Storm. But there's no, like, uh, there's no entrance music. It's straight up from out of the 80s. It feel like you went that, to the time machine. I can't. Went back I want to see it. That's what I said. Like, just everything from, is the, right from there. what I've been hearing, this is something that I'm definitely interested in checking out. Like, 
I want to see this. I want to. I want to check this out. Sold. I'm gonna watch it tonight in bed. <laughs> check it out for sure. So before we get to the spotlight in the true heels, I want to give JJ his platform. We got to talk about WWE Hell in a Cell. Ooh. JJ, let the true heels know how you felt about what this are we talking about after this? Event. What are we talking about after this? All we got is what's next after this. So you're telling, so right now you're telling me I have the floor, right? You have the floor. So you're going to give me the floor for this one, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So before, so I'm going to give my, I'm going to give, so yo, so I'm going to put it like this. So my producer has participated in what he's lying about, which is called Sober, Sober October, right? So this is already going to be his second full on drink because he knows what the fuck is about to come. Yes. WWE did this to us. So, so, so. Let, let me let me start off properly. So let, let, let me let me let me start off properly by, by by talking about how I started to actually enjoy the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It actually felt like it was a decent show. It felt like it felt like a decent WWE pay-per-view for the first time in quite some time because their their pay-per-view has been very, very lackluster. So I'm not saying it was great, I'm not saying it was good. So something already instantly fucked me up when they didn't turn these lights back on. So it, it took me a minute to adapt to it. It took me a minute to adapt to it. And I was like, all right, cool. All right, cool. So this is literally spells. This is spells to say we're going to go the route of giving the fiend his big moment. This has to be it. It's in hell. It's in a cell. What happens in Hell in a Cell, guys? You damn near die. I've seen men get thrown off 15-foot cells. He gets up. He not only continues to fight, the match didn't stop. He gets thrown through the motherfucking cell. Looks like his back damn near decapitated from his body. What happens? The fucking match continues in Hell in a Cell. It is called Hell in a Cell. It is called Hell in a Cell. So let's get into this unbelievable human mutant that they have decided to make the fiend. So now all of a sudden he cannot feel pain. He can feel, all right, let, let, let's run down the fact that he can, super kicks hurts him. Super kicks hurt him. Super kicks stun him. But when he hits, he gets hit with a stomp. Oh, he ain't feel that shit. He doesn't even fucking respond to a one count to that motherfucker. Then now he gets stomped eight times eight times he kicks out at one he kicks out at one so it's like all right yo bet all right you know what let, let, let let's let's solve this shit he's gonna get up he's going to end this match he needs to squash seth so now seth has his super battle to overcome going into survivor series right right so here's what we're gonna do next we're going to put ladders in the ring. We're going to put chairs in the ring. We're going to put the fucking giant mallet of doom in the in play. We're going to let people see it, but we're not going to fucking use it. So what we're going to do, we're going to use a toy sledgehammer, right? So the toy sledgehammer happens to be the most important fucking tool in this match. So after you stack the ladders, after you stack the chairs. So first of all, the match should have been stopped over the first chair shot. If you really want to stop a match, right? He hit him dead center in the fucking head with a chair with no exposure, no protection, no nothing like that, right? So he kicks out at one, right? He kicks out at one. 
And then you decide to put the fucking mountain on them. You decide to think, yo, you think that you're actually being creative, but you're getting dumber as you think you're getting creative. You're really getting dumber because now all you're doing is protecting him even more. You're putting all of this shit on top of him. Nothing's going to fucking work now. You done protected the man so much now. You could have fucking drove a car over his face and the shit wouldn't have fucking worked. So now here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull out the smallest fucking sledgehammer in the entire fucking building. And, and, and now, and now, oh my God, that was too violent. Holy fuck, that was too much. Oh my God, we need to stop the match. That was way too much. And, and what do we not see? What do we not see? Didn't we didn't see a drop said. of motherfucking blood from the feet. Not a drop of blood, right? You didn't say what the ref said. The ref said, Seth, you're better than that. You're be- yo, he's reasoning. So the referee becomes Dr. Phil. So the referee becomes Dr. Phil. He's reasoning with him. He's, he's pleading with him not to do this. You're pleading with a man to not save his championship. He is thinking that he is in a most insurmountable field, that he can't beat this man. He needs to damn near kill him. We are in hell in a cell. So he hits him with this cheap sledgehammer. Let's, let's, so wait, let's, let's stop. He, so it, well, he wasn't disqualified. He wasn't disqualified. There's no such thing as a disqualification in hell in a cell. That was too much for the fiend to get. That was too much. Not only you got hit with 13, 13 stomps. Right? 13 that he kicked out at barely two. So now we stopped the match for this cheap act. Now, 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 at least WWE, it would have been the dumbest shit ever again. But at least let him use the fucking mallet hammer if you want to stop the fucking match. This fucking sledgehammer was as big as my fucking fist. Like, like, are you fucking kidding me? And and and, and let, let, let's just be all end all. Let's just let's just top this shit. Let's just make it all better. So not only is the fiend not incapacitated, he is now strong enough to own Seth Rollins at the end of the night. It's like, oh my god, like you got, you're fucking kidding me for the shit. You are fucking kidding me that now and, and he puts the mandible, this mandible claw shit on him. He puts the hurt hand on him apparently right he puts the hurt hand on ketchup comes out of Seth Rollins' mouth <laughs> ketchup comes what, what yo he just supposedly damn near killed this man and not an ounce of fucking blood came out from the fucking super super sledgehammer shot but he puts a mandible claw on him and then this ketchup shoots out of his fucking mouth like he's damn near dead. Like he's now all of a sudden, you're going to now buy the fans back into this nonsense. So here's what happened. Wait, wait, wait. Not before, only you continue, scene, before you continue, a direct quote from this man during the last conference call. We don't need blood and guts. Continue. So here's what we I learned. And this is the reason for the post that I fucking put up. Clay Hawkins, you fucking moron. This is why I put this post up, you stupid <laughs> asshole. You miserable, needing pussy. I swear to God, you come to New York, I'm bringing you the fucking gentleman's dolls because you need some ass in your life. I'm explaining this. When I give a wrestling opinion, it is my wrestling opinion. <laughs> so I gave you the platform and then asked you, what did you think? Of Hell in a Cell. Oh, one match was good, but the rest of the card was like, shut the fuck up. You're not valid anymore. <laughs> You're not valid anymore. I don't want even want to see you comment on here. Producer, you better not read another fucking comment from that son of a bitch for the rest of the time that I'm on True Hill Heat. 
he wants to talk to me, he needs to either directly inbox me with some logical shit or some shit that actually makes sense or speak words because you, uh, uh, what are you talking about? Oh, you want, shut, none. I'm done with you. I'm completely done with you and I know I'm speaking for Christy on this one. So, and most of the page. So not only, <laughs> so not only, so not only is the fiend incapable of ever losing again, he can never lose a match as long as he is in the WWE anymore. Unless, this is, here's how he has to lose. You need to literally get a chain, wrap it around the ring, tie him in it, tie him down. You need to hold his shoulders down because he won't be in pain. You just need to basically immobilize him and then pin him with a fucking forklift truck to make sure that his shoulders are still pinned to the mat because he is impervious to pain. And now, in turn, Seth Rollins can no longer lose a match because he is the greatest fighter of all time. He can be any being, he can be anything, he can beat any man, he can come up with any strategy because he's Seth freaking Rollins, baby. So now what did we do? Oh, let's just put him in another fucking match. How? How? What, what match? What, what match? This match literally has to be winner by death. You have to die. The only way you're going to win this match, you have to die. You have to die. There's no incompassible way that The Fiend can ever lose in the WWE again. This is how you ruined The Fiend. Because he cannot lose anymore. You gave the man 13 stomps and did he end up walking out of the arena? Hey, they stopped the match and he wasn't even down for like more than five minutes after the match. He took 13 stomps and he ended up having the upper hand at the end of the night. Sounds logical to me. So that great finish that JJ just rant ranted about led to AEW chants, very loud AEW chants from the Sacramento crowd, as well as restart the match and refunds after this show. Uh, this man reportedly reacted to this with laughter. He laughed at the crowd reacting to the main event uh, finish as that. Basically, Vince uh, laughing it up as the fans don't get it. So, yes, but Vince definitely got that he needed to keep The Fiend and Seth Rollins completely off Monday Night, Smack, Monday Night Raw and did not even show the highlight package Yo, for this match until the so, third so, hour. Let, let me, let me ask, and I swear to God, and this is a legit question that I'm asking the Spotlight, True Heels, even SP3, even the producer. Please let me know when has this ever happened? When has the WWE completely ignored a main event the night after on Monday Night Raw? It's when? Very, very rare. But when? The last time? Ignored the whole thing. The last time was last year. The uh, Undertaker and Kane versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Okay, that um, was in a real show. What? They, they ignored that it. That was in a real they show. They ignored it. it. They that ignored a, it. That was in a real show. It involved no title. They ignored it. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean. I know, but you they know ignored what I mean. it. That was, your si that was a good sidebar answer, but y'all know what I mean. They ignored it. A meaningful title match. Becky Lynch overcame uh, Sasha Banks in a great Hell in a Cell match. I'd say that between this and the Tornado Tag, it was the match of the night. Roman and Brian defeated uh, Rowan and Harper in a Tornado Tag. Great match that definitely exceeded my expectations for it. Kabuki Warriors defeated Cross and Bliss to become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And the biggest babyface tag team in the WWE, male or female, the WWE 
turns fucking heel. Little girl, Kyrie Sane, dressing up as a pirate sailor, is a fucking heel. WWE, in a nutshell. Charlotte became the 10-time uh, Women's Champion by defeating Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky versus Sasha was the match of the night, and MVP was Becky Lynch. Anything for the spotlight and the True Heels before we get to what's next? I know SmackDown just started, so we're going to get through that very quickly. Chris says WWE will not get his $10 a month anymore. He's taking that and smoking it. That man is very smart. Chris G, he has a great podcast as well. Yo, for yo, yo, your Don Bag is going to be way better than Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Anything else? All right. Let's run through these three shows, JJ. I just want to hear predictions, rapid fire, ROH Glory by Honor. Oh is... my God, are we what? Yes. ROH Glory by Honor is this Saturday. Yo, so who you got? Lifeblood versus Villain Enterprise. They both lose. Alright, I'm going with Villain Enterprises in this Lifeblood, a uh, woman of honor. Oh my god, how? Champion Angelina Love going one-on-one with Kelly Klein. Kelly Klein? I got Angelina Love <laughs> Kelly Klein? successfully defending the title in that Yo, one. Yo, I hope there's a wardrobe malfunction. Jonathan Grisham going one-on-one with Alex Shelley. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, God, is this is this is their card? Yes, this is a card. Jonathan Grisham versus Alex Shelley. Please let Jonathan Grisham get some wins. Yeah, uh, Grisham should win this one. Uh Briscoe's going going. Wait, up you're against... following this shit? Briscoe's versus Luke and PJ Hawks. Who you got in this one? Uh, who? Exactly. The Briscoes. <laughs> we got the Briscoes. So there's gonna be a glory by Anna battle royal to determine the number one contender for Rush's ROH uh, World Championship and the winner versus Rush at the end of the night. Um, I'm gonna predict Kenny King to win the battle royal, and I predict. Yo, why are we talking about Ring of Honor, yo? And I'm gonna predict Rush to to beat oh Kenny King. But remember, guys, six True Hill Heats episodes ago, Top Guy JJ said ROH is not is not out of luck. Did and I not concede? Hey, we're not gonna keep bringing this up until yeah. Oh now, now, now you, you become the undercover ROH fan. Top contenders uh, tournament semifinals: PCO versus Dalton Castle. Who you got? Oh my God! What is this shit? PCO versus Dalton Castle. Who you got? Dalton Castle ain't winning. PCO. <laughs> Top contenders, top contenders tournament, tournament semifinals. Marty Straw going one on one with former ROH World Champion Jay Lethal. Who you got? Lethal versus Scroll. I'm going producer, with Marty Straw. I'm for the producer to read my. Even the top contenders tournament finals. That means it's going to be PCO versus Marty Scroll, and I believe PCO. I know. I believe uh, Marty Scroll will beat PCO to versus Rush. At final battle in December. Ooh. New Japan Pro Wrestling, King of Pro Wrestling is this Monday. We got from bottom to top, Ruski Tadushi and Rapongi 3K versus Suzuki Gun. Who you got? You just fucked me. Yeah. I no. got Taguchi and no. Rapongi 3K. I'm going to Rapongi 3K, but you know what SP3 just did? You know when you get a banging ass, when you get a banging ass match in the middle of a card, and then you just get this. <laughs> Shit afterwards. Like, after you get a banging main event, then you get Baron Corbin to come out. Are you done? Yeah. I'm okay, cool. Uh, Tadahashi and Homa go, going up against Makabe and Yano. Who you got? Yano. 
Yano and Makabe. He's got the most violent players. Uh, Lij, uh, Naito, uh, Shingo, and Bushi versus Suzuki Gun, uh, L uh, ZSJ, Archer, and Taishi. Who you got? Uh, the other team. I'm guessing he's going with Suzuki Gun. The other team. Yes, Lij. Yes. Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi going up against the Bullet Club. Jay White, Kenta, and, Ta and Takahashi. Who you got? I want Takahashi to win. He wants the Bullet Club to win. Bullet Club for life. Uh, and this is the top five big matches for King of Pro Wrestling. This is the one that everybody's talking about. Jushin Thunder Liger. Yo, I just had that drink mad fast. Hey, Jushin Thunder Liger going one-on-one -on -one with Minoru Suzuki. This one has been uh, going on for the last couple of months, ever since Liger announced his retirement. Suzuki's been calling him out for 10 years ago. He beat him in an MMA fight and never got his rematch with Liger, and he wants to embarrass Liger again. Liger, uh, a couple of weeks ago at Destruction in Kobe, revealed his Gishin Liger personality, uh, revealed it with the face paint and everything. But it's Jushin Thunder Liger going up against Suzuki. Who you got? I'm definitely going with Kishin because Kushin is coming out. Well, Jushin, well, Jushin Liger is out. the one that's uh, he's built coming for out. Yeah, he's the one that's built for it, but you know that little, that dark motherfucker is coming out. I, I feel he's right, and I feel like Liger is going to win this one. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Will Ospreay will go one-on-one -on -one with El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo is 2-0 this year against uh, Ospreay, beating him in the best of the Super Juniors and Super J Cup. Who you got? I think Will Ospreay needs to win because he, he was deemed the best wrestler for 2019, but I think that steam is starting to go away. He had. It's been a he's couple of months. He's too inconsistent for the last couple of months. He needs to I, start. I wouldn't getting, say he's inconsistent. He's more focusing on the tag team his division. His ring work is not inconsistent, but I think the results are too inconsistent. I'd say he's more focusing on the tag work with his new partnership with uh, Robbie Eagles. But the best wrestler like right. in the world should not be thinking about tag matches. You need to hey, be. You uh, you have to show your array in every type of mm, type of type of match. He's been killing it in the singles I, for this from is a, January you, you lucky, to August. You lucky and now this he's focused on the tag team. You lucky this is expressed because I do not agree. But continue. IWGP US champion John Moxley going one on one with Juice Robinson. This is no disqualification. Who you got? Juice is still wrestling. Juice or Moxley? Who you got? Moxley. I'm going with Juice. I feel like Moxley needs to drop the U.S. title so he can focus more on AEW. Kodo Ibushi going one-on-one -on -one with Evil. This is for Ibushi's IWGP heavyweight title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. Ew, Kodo Ibushi's definitely winning. The fuck? I agree. Ibushi's going to take this one. And in the main event, it's going to be Okada defending the IWGP heavyweight title against Sonata. Who you got? Oh, definitely Okada. He's definitely going to the new Wrestle Kingdom with the belt. Sonata got the big victory over Okada in the G1 after going 0-6 against Okada. So this is built Sonata up to this one. Sonata will put on a great match. He's going to put on a great match. He and he's going to build match. up his popularity yes, even more. But Okada wins. Yes. Impact Bound for Glory. What? Next weekend is Impact Bound for Glory in Chicago. <laughs> Who you got? Rascals going up against Dr. Wagner Jr. and two mystery partners. Who you got? The two mystery partners is definitely coming through. <laughs> He's going with the AAA team. Moose going one-on-one -on -one with USC Hall of Famer Ken Shamrock. Yeah, I will say these have been some of the best Instagram prom promos I have ever seen in my fucking life. Moose better fuck him up. He's going to kick his, his fucking ass with the whole big lift. I'm going to kick his fucking ass. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Moose. I feel like Moose. Man. Moose has been building up his credibility in Impact by beating these legends. He got a big victory over RVD, Tommy Dreamer, as well as Sabu. Ken Shamrock seems the next in line in this. 
Michael Elgin going one-on-one with Naramushi Marafuji. Marafuji making a rare United States appearance at Impact Bound for Glory. Who you got? Wait, wait, who? Marafuji. Um... Namushi Marafuji is the former GSC heavyweight champion. He's also the former tag team fighting? partner of Kenta. Who's he fighting? He's versus Michael Elgin. Um, yeah, Michael Elgin. I'm going to go with Marafuji on this one. I feel like Elgin needs the victory, but Marafuji coming in from Japan, I feel like he gets the victory in this one. Know, I don't even know the fuck that is. X Division Championship will be on the line in a ladder match. Jake Chris from OVE will be defending against Daga and Tessa Blanchard. There may be more competitors in this match, but the two couple, Tessa and Daga, are in this one. Who you got? I gotta go with Tessa and Daga because Tessa's taking... Well, it's one person's gonna win. Uh-oh. Tessa. It's for the X Division title. Oh, my bad, my bad, my mm-hmm. bad. I, th- I almost, for some reason, sounded like a tag match. That's what happens when you take a triple shirt Ciroc in, in, in one shot. Um, so I'm gonna go with Tessa. I'm gonna agree with them here. I feel like Tessa gets the victory here, and that will lead into the main event and kind so of bring us. So will she be the first female X Division champion? She will be the first ever female X Division champion. Yo, but not but for... I feel like it's more about the long story. Yo, not for nothing. Props to fucking Moose, yo. Moose is fucking killing it with these promos, yo. Moose has been delivering for with sure. the low budget production. Moose is fucking killing it, yo. <laughs> he's been doing his thing, and it, and he's definitely been building up this rivalry with Ken Shamrock. Our knockouts championship is on the line. It's going to be Tennille Dashwood making her Impact pay per view debut, going up against the longest reigning knockouts champion in history, Taya Valkyrie. Who you got? Who's Taya Valkyrie fighting? Tennille Dashwood. Fuck. That's my baby. taste of Tennille. That's my baby, yo. Like. Yo, I would drink her bath water. Like, like that's my baby, yo. Like, uh, yo, oh my God. I would tell my girl I'm cheating on her with her. But she's not going to win. But she's not going to win. She doesn't win big matches. I feel like this is the night for Tennille to win the big one. Taya Valkyrie is already the longest reigning knockout champion. Tennille Dashwood has to make... a. Uh, impact in impact, so she gets the victory That's here. Smart. I love that woman, yo. Taste of Tanil. I love Tanil, yo. Oh, God. And this one is the big time main event. One year in the making. It was one year ago in New York at Bound for Glory. It was a six man tag team matchup with the Lucha Bros teaming with Brian Cage to verse OVE, where Brian Cage took his first pinfall loss in Impact Wrestling via Sammy Callahan. Now, one year later, in the main event of Bound for Glory in Chicago, Illinois, it will be Sammy Callahan who won uh, the tournament to determine the number one contender for this match, going one-on-one with Brian Cage. This comes after Brian Cage's wedding with Melissa Santos, where Sammy Callahan cracked a champagne bottle over Brian Cage's new wife. So this is deadly personal Callahan versus Cage. Who you got? I'm going to go Cage because Callahan is great at building these matches, but I don't think he's going to capitalize and actually become the Impact Champion. One of my biggest pet peeves, because I've been bigging up Impact pay-per-views on True Hill Heat ever since last year with Impact Redemption in April in 2018, and the one big thing I've been calling out is every time Sammy Callahan builds up a big match for these pay-per-view, he loses. Whether it was against Rich Swan for the X Division Championship, whether against Pentagon at Slammiversary, he loses these big matches. But this is the biggest match that Sammy Callahan has had in Impact, and it's about damn time the draw gets his crown. 
So Sammy Callahan wins the Impact World Championship. It would make sense. And this will lead lead to Tessa Blanchard cashing in option C, which is cashing in the X Division Championship for a shot at Sammy Callahan and the World Heavyweight Championship. But that that means you're going to have to make Tessa beat Callahan, potentially? Hey, Tessa has lost two three times to Sammy already. It's about damn time Sammy gets it back. Tessa be the first female X Division Champion and the first female World Champion of Impact all in one night. Absolutely. So and she there's no one the two biggest stars in Impact is Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. No matter if Brian Cage has that title or not, those two are bigger stars than him. So she could become literally the first women to be, first woman to become a company's global champion. Outside of Sexy Star and Lucha Underground, yeah. Okay, that doesn't Hopefully it'll last Okay, okay. Uh, okay, that doesn't count. Yeah, that too. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Lucha I don't think anybody knows Lucha Underground. We're missing. We're, we're, oh, we're missing news. We're looking. We're looking for it. <laughs> anything from the spotlight and the true hills before we wrap things so up. So this oh. is. So this is what WWE wanted to do to you for hell of a cell. <laughs> Dwayne Dickey says, "I'm thinking Sammy Callahan wins. It's been a dope. He's been a dope heel for the company." Yeah, I don't remember what happened. We're just gonna happened. make another match happen, and you guys have no fucking clue what the fuck just took place. Dwayne and Nick Jackson both say so. Moose is the new legend killer, essentially. Essentially, he is. Yes. And uh, earlier today, JMC was confused as to why Roman and Seth were facing off tonight, but question was answered. It's to uh, the winner, the winner's brand gets the first pick tonight. Yeah, I said that when I said the match. Pay attention, JMC. Pay Yo, attention. I was attention. so heated during that Hell in a Cell promo. I was supposed to use this during that. I was so heated that I wanted to use this, and you even remind me that there's a plug behind me, that there was a sword behind me, like care. a fucking saber. I don't care. I was supposed to use this during that. Wait, and, breaking and that. news, breaking news from the press conference today, Triple H Woo! has said that our Lord and Savior, UFC Hall of Famer, the baddest bitch on the planet, Ronda. Rousey will be coming back to the WWE. The CEO said it, so that is breaking news. Our Lord and Savior is on our way is on our way back to save us all. So we gotta wrap things up for this episode of True Will Heat. I know you guys got Fox on right now, checking out Friday Night SmackDown, and we gotta get home to watch that as well. Top Guy JJ, where can they follow you on social media? True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. Hell yeah. Pretty simple, straightforward. Facebook, True Hills group page. You can become a follower today. True Hill Heat, over 5,000 supporters on our True Hill Heat page. So we appreciate that. The Spotlight Nation, uh, Dirt Sheet Radio by Jonathan Escudero. Check out that. And Battle Club Pro is our New York promotion. True Hill Heat on the Twitter machine. Check us out. You can check out Chrissy Love, the sensational Miss Chrissy Love on Instagram, as well as uh. Twitter, True Hill Heat on our YouTube channel. Let's become a subscriber today and you have a chance to get a True Hill Heat 
uh, True Oil Heat t-shirt that are in the works right now. So check that out. Become a subscriber today and you have a chance to get a t-shirt from us. Toxic Talk, Jimmy Macaram, where I'm doing power reviews, iTunes, True Hill Heat, Toxic Talk, as well as the Four Quarters Podcast. So for this abbreviated version of True Hill Heat, True Hill Heat 51, me and Top Guy JJ will be back in two weeks' time. So this is our last Friday night episode of True Hill Heat, and we'll be back in two weeks on Thursday. The Thursday Night Wars begin. So for True Hill Heat, 51 until True Hill Heat 52. SP3 Top Guy JJ signing off. Please let me know what the fuck I need to add to that motherfucking rant because y'all know I condense that shit.